0: Longhorns on filter coming to you live from Drayton McLean Stadium here in lovely Waco, Texas. The Texas Longhorns drop a 24-3. Let me check that. That's what it should have been, but they called a timeout in garbage time to get in the end zone. So they drop a 24-10 loss to the Baylor Bears. The Longhorns are officially eliminated from Big 12 title contention. Uh, Sid Golden here with Brian Davis, Danny Davis, and Kirk Bowles. I'm going to start with you, Daniel Davis. Uh, what did you think of the Texas demeanor following the game, especially one of your favorites, one Zach Shackleford?
1: Obviously the players are you know upset and sometimes You know, we ask a lot of these players um, to come and talk to us after such a crushing, you know, defeat and demoralizing and stuff like that. And you have some people like Malcolm Roach who took it surprisingly well, and it was really thoughtful and had some good answers. And you have some people like Zach Shackerford who, to be honest, is kind of a jerk today. And you know, we get we get these guys every week, and you know, Zach's always kind of a short, kind of short, and maybe they just should not have brought him out today because he didn't really have much to add and. Um, was obviously a little annoyed by some of the questions that were being you know, asked, which, you know, to be fair, if that was me in that chair, I'd probably be annoyed too. But sometimes it maybe just best for these guys to stay in the locker room and not, not come to these post-game press conferences, and that was the case with Zach today.
0: You know who's annoyed is this fan base, uh, because we've gotten the same stuff uh, watching the same stuff that they've watched, and they've got to be really, really broken up. About the product that they put on the field, Brian Tom Herman said, "The buck stops with me. This is all on me." Uh, that's the old Mac Brown ploy—fall on the sword—and hopefully, uh, maybe engender some sympathy. I don't know. But what what did you think about this performance?
2: Well, the buck has to stop with him because he controls the offense.
0: I mean, he is he is
2: the offensive coordinator slash play caller slash you know. Everything slash everything, and so the yeah the the uh the six point seven five million bucks do stop with him. There's no doubt about it. Did and you so, break down that six point seven? Yeah, I know. Look, I mean, here's the thing about it. I mean, w- we'll get into what happened today, and, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But the but the fact is, this thing has not been right since post-Oklahoma, and the offense has gone steadily, steadily down, 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 each and every week. I asked Sam Ellinger that very question. How is this offense continued to go down every week? I don't know. I don't know. Which I believe is a cop-out from his part. He knows, but he knows how to play the role in front of us, too. And he can't say it publicly. And he can't say it publicly what the deal is because I'm telling you, Sam is too smart of a player and, a, and, a, and an athlete and a person to not know what's going on. But at the same time, That's what the fan base is upset about, and I think they have every right to be upset about how this offense has handled uh, November.
0: Doug, Sam Ellinger, 22 of 37 with a pick, 200 yards passing, no touchdown passes, also ran for 79 yards. Okay, Doug, his numbers are solid, but this offense can't have solid from Sam Ellinger if it wants to win. It's got to have him playing like Superman, like he was earlier in the season. Uh, Tom kind of Put, put it on the running game, but Sam's not getting it done either.
3: No, he's not, and I'm not so sure they shouldn't just be a passing offense and, and come out of the gates passing like that because, again, they didn't score in the first quarter. You know, they're known for their slow starts, and uh, in fairness, you know, Colin Johnson was not out there for the second week in a row, and it shows you how dependent they are on him, and then they lost Keontae Ingram for the entire second half. You know that didn't help. But as Brian said, the offense has been stagnant for about a month and a half now. They, since the West Virginia win on October fifth, they've scored more than twenty-seven points in a game one time, and that was fifty against Basement Dweller Kansas. The rest of the time is twenty-seven points or less. They had eight three-and-outs against Iowa State today, one three-and-out. In six other possessions. they had one first down before they gave up the ball. So it's very minimal uh, accomplishment and production there.
0: You know, lost in all of this, Danny, is I'm telling you, the defense gives up 23 at Iowa, I think that's probably a win. They give up 24 against Baylor, I think that's probably a win. They would have killed for this kind of defense early in the season. If they play this kind of defense early in the season, they they may have nine wins instead of six. Uh is it kind of ironic that the defense has shown a little bit of sack and the offense is, is has crashed and burned?
1: Yeah, and Sam said as much after the postgame, said that uh said that, you know, they weren't doing their part. They weren't holding up their end of the bargain. And you know, this is the last two weeks this defense has you know, criticize that it has, as it has been this entire season. They've done enough for this Texas team to win and the offense has not done its part and the offense should be able to score 24 points against Iowa State and 25 points against Baylor. As good as this Baylor defense is, they have some studs on that side of the ball, but Texas should not be at any point held to 10 points with a junk time touchdown thrown into that mix if this truly is Texas. So you know, as much as everyone wanted to fire Todd Orlando three weeks ago, you know, I think the heat's off off Todd for a few minutes. Um, and, you know, the defense, too, to their credit, they'll be after the game saying that there's stuff that they could have done better and some stops that they could have made. Denzel Mims made those defensive backs look silly at times. But at the end, this is on the offense, and this is going to be a long weekend for that offense, and it should be. And here we are, Texas 6-5.
0: and five four and four in conference and we hear the guess what we just got to get these seniors now, see, to a good bowl now, game
2: now, now stop right there said you say it out loud it is shocking six and five okay coming off of 10 wins the sugar bowl i'm not saying that texas was gonna run the table this year and be in the cfp or anything like that but i mean the dramatics—I don't care what happens against Texas Tech. I really don't. The, the dramatic steps backwards that this program has taken—the
0: TCU game—it's
2: is shocking. It's shocking, quite frankly. And and when you when you when you hear it out loud, when you say six and five, and Kirk and Danny, when we talk about the fact they are one game above five hundred,
3: I mean. That lands like a
2: heavyweight punch to your gut.
3: Well, we thought they were a year away, most of us. Yeah. Maybe they're a decade away. No! I don't know. Stop it. I can't tell you how many times we've heard a coach, well, we need to send these seniors out the right way. Well, you send them out the right way by you doing your job week in, week out, every Saturday. And it's inexcusable to pay Tom Herman this kind of money and have a staff as good as his supposedly is and get these kind of results. Week in and week out, I think, I think the fan base is just irate and livid, and I think the players are probably confused. Is there anything I don't think they know what's going on. I yeah, agree with that. They 100%. are.
0: And is there anything worse than giving a fan base hope and then taking it back the very next season? That's brutal. Because if you think about what's happened, guys, the man Matt Rule came in here and went one and eleven, and then he went seven and Two six, and gave his. Fan base hope. He's turned that seven and six into a nine and one, which very well could be a ten and zero if they play a half of football last hey, week. Hey,
3: that that Bader program had flatlined. Yeah, I mean players are scrambling for a lifeboat, and you know my hats off to the seniors and even a junior like James Lynch that stuck with this program and are seeing the results at ten and one, a chance to play Oklahoma again and be the Big Twelve champion. I mean, you know, Matt Rule, to me, should be considered for National Coach of the Year. I think so, too. I yeah. would you like
0: to be Devin Duvernay? What do you think? He's going yeah. through his mind tonight. Uh, he's probably Why ready to get him? out of here.
3: Right, ready to get tree. out of
0: here and wondering if he should have stayed. You I know, mean, and, and, I mean,
3: and that's a good question. I'd like to ask the three of you. Devin Duvernay, to me, has had just a spectacular season. And I don't know if I could say one other player that has played. I think he's played at an All-American level. Sam seems to have regressed. Yes, sir. As has the offensive line. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody else that you said, boy, they've just improved leaps and bounds since last year? No. I mean, you know, Dicker the Kicker's
1: had had some moments you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while. That's a good you one. Know, Deshaun Jameson's had a, has had a couple of highlight reel plays that, you know, people will be talking about for a while. But, yeah, sure. On the over, on the overall grand scheme of things, no. And you know, to kind of think about it, you know, maybe this is a little bit on us. You know, maybe we hyped this team up too much. Maybe this team didn't deserve to be in our preseason poll. You know, they didn't deserve to get AP votes. Maybe we should have looked at the defensive starters that were missing, or the fact that you know, hey, this offense really doesn't have that many weapons. You Sure, it has Sam, and but you know, Sam it wasn't like Sam was a Heisman Trophy contender last year, and you know, we have Colin Johnson coming back, but no one thought this was going to be Devin DuVernay. You know, this is going to be the Devin DuVernay mm-hmm. season. So mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't have put them 10 in our poll, which we did in our statesman poll. And maybe, you know, this team is what we didn't think they were. And, you know, this wasn't what we thought. Uh, you know, we All of us, you know, we may not have thought they were going to be a college football, you know, playoff team, but there's not a single one of us in here who didn't think they were going to make it to the Big 12 championship game. Correct. And exactly. That was Correct. foolish our, on our part.
0: I don't think it was though. I mean, you look at the momentum they had; they beat Georgia, but
1: they lost eight defensive starters in the And, and, we,
0: talk- and we talked and we talked about that, good. but we talked about the secondary being a strength. They had a lot of guys that played big minutes last year in the secondary. We had concerns about the front. We had concerns about the linebackers. But this is the Big Twelve, and it's a secondary type conference. We figured they'd be able to hold their water and find a pass rush, and they didn't. I-
2: I'll say I'll say to Danny's point about. How us putting the players on a pedestal Okay I will readily admit I am guilty of Privately hoping for Two major breakout stars One was Keontae Ingram And the other is Joe Osai Okay And maybe that's because I like them as people Whatever I mean Guilty as charged they are pleasant. Guilty as charged Your honor I like But But they, they were supposed to be stars, and if your stars aren't stars, you're going to have problems all the way around. And Osai started with a house of fire, but he cooled off just like everybody else, and now he's just out there. And County Ingram has been so inconsistent that it's hard to really know what you're going to get out of him or the running game on a week-to-week basis right. at, and, at and, this point.
3: And, and you're right about stars you got to have big-time playmakers. I'm not saying they have to be Chase Young. But, you know, we go back to the TCU game, and Malcolm Roach has Max Duggan in his sights in the end zone. Got to uh, get Dead, get, dead to right. He gets that sack and the momentum flips, and they make, go on and win that game, and then who knows how they feed off of that the rest of the year. And to Danny's point, we did ask him questions about, you know, you got three defensive starters back, and, and they poo-pooed that every chance we got Tom Herman on the podium in Arlington said we've got a lot of guys that played a lot of football you know where I know you got to have a number three starters coming back we played a lot I I talked to Oscar Giles in August and he said uh, we played 10 defensive linemen you know in the Sugar Bowl and I said what do you trust them though he said we played them against Georgia I mean so they did nothing to diffuse the oh, they, fact that they, they were very little experienced. They, they in wanted that hype.
2: That's what I was just about to say. That said that is exactly right. They had no problems with us hyping yeah, up the defense. Nobody said, whoa, slow nobody down. Nobody said, slow down. And
0: what about Sam Ellinger? First, the during the <clears throat> August workout over at the uh, intramural fields, this defense is the fastest defense I've faced. They have a chance to be elite. That was a quote. That was a quote and we can't and we can't foresee Colin Johnson missing four games. and that's and as good as Devin is, Colin Johnson uh, evens things up on that other side. so that's tough, but everybody has injuries and and it's the the good teams are able to overcome. Injuries and 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 whatever problems you have, and win games. And the Texas Longhorns haven't won games.
3: You know, and that's a good point. Baylor lost Clay Johnston, All American. Their middle linebacker. He was, he was, was a be- mid-season yes. All American. He's out for the year. Who comes in? Terrell Bernard. Who plays like an all-American? Played great tonight. He's got a broken hand. He got his—he has his right hand big old wrapped up like a big old ham bone, and he had 15 tackles against Oklahoma last week with a broken hand, and he was all over the place again today. So you're right, everybody has injuries.
0: All right, as we as we close this thing down, one regular season game left against Texas Tech one day after Thanksgiving. Do we see the Texas Longhorns come out? and close this thing out in style or or are they going to lay down and be a 500 team
2: i really would like to say that they're going to close out strong but i'll be honest i don't know and i think anyone who does know uh they're either fooling themselves or they haven't been watching as closely as we have the last
0: month and a half or so daniel
1: doesn't matter at this point i mean i'm sure i'm sure in that locker room they're going to say the right things um you know Say what you will about some some of the you know captains you know, making some questionable decisions today. You know Shackin and the 15-yard penalty. Man, those are strong leaders, and those seniors are not going to want to. Like I like to see one of the freshmen or sophomores tell you know, Malcolm Roach, you're not going to try in this game. So I mean, I think they're going to try for the seniors, but you know Tech may be playing for something next week. This is going to be you know both you know both of these guys are going to be you know positioning for bowl games, and who knows because. There's been a lot of times this season where yeah you know, I thought Texas was going to win they didn't I thought they were going to lose they and they won so who knows this this anything can happen next week and we're just going to be in the press box covering it.
3: Well, I think it's a pride game. You know, I don't. I think it's kind of corny. You play for your seniors. You play for your seniors every game. You play for your teammates. You play for the guy next to you. And this is a pride game. They've embarrassed themselves this year. They're 6-5. and five. It's the last time they'll play at Royal Memorial Stadium. And this is the last chance to show the home fans this is who they are. And you'd like to think they give an exemplary effort and a great performance.
0: You sure hope so. The Texas Longhorns lose 24-10. No Alamo Bowl, no Big 12 championships. Danny Davis, stop celebrating. My wife won to San Antonio. It appears they're going to go to the Texas Bowl, so I'll just end it with this. Houston, Texas has a lot of problems. We'll see you next time.